shine and ride. Oh, I hope that doesn't come out in the. Hmm. We'll see. Shine and rise, rest and rejuvenate, my babies. Welcome back to another episode of the Socks Podcast. Um, I was tripping about the fact that there's laundry being done right now in the room, literally on the side of the wall. So I was like, as I started recording, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I really hope this doesn't come out. But if it does, it does. Um, because I don't have time to not do this. So welcome back to another episode. Um, I hope that you've all had a good week. I've had an incredibly long week. Uh, I didn't like it very much. But made it. Um, it ended off really well. I've had a really good weekend. Uh, I spend most of my weekends on my own nowadays, which is great. Um, so I've just been doing errands and I... Uh, picked up get, like packages of which I got a really cool gift that I'm wearing right now. I got a shirt blanket from someone so special to me <laughs> and she knows just how much this means to me because it's it's huge and it's warm and it's snuggly and it's tie-dyed. It's just, it's so cool. If you follow me on TikTok, you will know, you'll see what I'm wearing, what I'm talking about, what it looks like. Um, but yeah, uh, today... Well, this hasn't been on my heart for a day. Um, this has been an episode I've been wanting to do for some time. Um, and I wanted to do this episode because it's one of the things, it's one of the topics or areas that I'm currently at odds, um, but currently just, well, not at odds, but it's, it's an area that I'm addressing right now um, as I work through my healing processes and, I, and as I move through my spiritual journey um it's one of the processes that i'm I'm evaluating topics i'm evaluating and reflecting on um and i also wanted to talk about it because i know that there are people in my life who are working through similar things when it comes to this topic um who either have gone through this process or these processes are going through that right now or I know might need to um, so it's just been on my heart for some time and um, so I'm going to be talking about what we need to forgive our parents for um, by that I mean not putting them on blast not criticizing them not you know taking a beat at them at all but more so reflecting on my relationship with mine and in the same stretch of the word everybody else's relationships with their parents um and just unpacking life and the experiences that my relationship with them you know the experiences I've had because of my relationship with them um, as individuals and as a couple or at the time a couple um, and just reflecting on where my mind was during a number of the situations that we've been in um, the things that they've taught me the things that I've gone through with them the things that I've they've put me through so just evaluating life and just looking at the part that each individual played 
and looking at the feelings that were felt between everybody involved um, and looking at why we were all in the positions that we were in at the time that we were in them and why we'd made the decisions that we made um, and more specifically why they made the decisions that they made and how they affected me. Um, this is such an important thing. I feel like this is such an important thing to talk about because as you grow up, and this might sound obvious and that's fine, but as you grow up, you have to acknowledge that your parents are people, that your parents are human beings, uh, much the same as you are. And so, and I say you, you get older, as you get older, you discover this and acknowledge this more because as you grow older, for at least most people, you start to need your parents less, right? Um, and you grow up, some of you may grow apart from your parents and you know, you're just, you know, trials with your parents become more confrontational and you can address them differently because they're not, you're no long, perhaps no longer afraid of their reactions or what they have to say, their opinions, because you're an adult, you know, and navigating that space and the changes that happen in that space. And so, you know, we're all, we all go through this. We have all gone through this in the respective parts of our lives that we're in right now. Um, and so because I am constantly reflecting on my life and evaluating my life nowadays, it's just one of those things that I just had to speak about. Um, and that's been sitting on my chest. So again, to start off with, this is not a criticism of my parents. And I need that to be said as a disclaimer because I know that the both of them listen to my podcast because they're my, my biggest fans. <laughs> Godspeed to them. Um, and so they need to know and understand that I'm I'm only sharing this and I'm only speaking about this so comfortably because yes, it's my platform and I created it. But um because I want them to be able to listen. I want them to be I want them to be able to reflect on this reflection. Um I want them to be able to, I guess, in some way understand me. Um not because being understood is so important, but because perhaps now, well, not perhaps, but I know for a fact that I don't connect with them now as much as I did. And so this could maybe give them peace of mind about where I'm at and how I'm doing, I guess. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, so shout out to you, mom and dad. Um, I, yeah, so that's just my disclaimer. This is not a criticism on you lot at all. Um, you know we're just gonna ride this wave and you can listen to what you want to listen to and you can ask questions if you want to ask questions that's fine um but this is just something that i guess a lot of people are working through so um what i wanted to do first um what i felt was important to do first was to speak about the things that I'm first grateful for when it comes to my parents or the things that I appreciate the most. Um, I never start a prayer with an ask. I always start with gratitude. And so I think it's important to do the same thing here as not to start with the things that we, I think I need to forgive them for, but first to, to start with the things that I'm grateful for them for. Um, and it's it's important for me it's important to me that they know what I'm grateful for because perhaps I've never said it before. Um, 
And even if I have, maybe it's just been a very long time since we've had that kind of discussion or that kind of connection. Um, so one of the things, the first thing that came to mind when I thought about the things that I'm grateful for when it comes to my parents is they never tried to protect me from war. Instead, they taught me to always expect it and then encourage me to fight through it. Um, what do I mean by that? My parents, my parents were never shy about, well, for the most part, they weren't shy about letting us know when things were not okay. Um, or rather that they were always open to acknowledging or they always encouraged acknowledging when there's a battle that you're facing, you know? Like when there's a battle, like life is always gonna throw something at you. And they always reinforced that and they were always open when we were working through one of those wars or one of those battles as a family or they were working through one of their wars or one of their battles. And they never tried to really, at least I don't feel this way, they didn't really try to shelter me from that rather then they would encourage me to know that it was coming and to be as strong as I possibly could through it and to always think to the best of my ability what to do about it instead of shying away from it. Um, I feel like they handled a lot of our trials, our family trials that way. Um, and I am grateful for that. Albeit that our relationships and our... And, and our home life was not at all lacking its complex complexities and it was far from perfect but you know there were times that we as a family would go through things for example financial struggle um financial difficulty comes in way came in waves throughout my lifetime um and they were always honest about us needing to be more mindful of what we spend our money on not having the ability to purchase the things that we we're used to purchasing maybe or living a certain lifestyle that we were had been living you know how that would change and instead of I guess hiding how difficult that was they acknowledged it they spoke about it and were made it very clear that they were fighting as much as they could to ensure that it would change and that taught me and I think instilled in me or is perhaps no, it's definitely one of the reasons why I think I am as strong as I am and that I function the way that I do. Um, my parents taught me the value of survival. And I think, I mean, that's definitely in part to how they grew up and the circumstances they grew up in, which were not nearly as fortunate as mine. And so that's one of the other things that I'm grateful for them for, just providing for me in the way that they did um, but yeah, they always, I do feel like this is one of the reasons why I'm as strong as I am. Um, and that I, I fight like I do through everything, through all my trials and my battles is because I grew up witnessing two people fight in ways that I probably didn't even understand or recognize. Um, and I'm sure 
fight for things that I didn't, I wasn't even aware of, um, which I learned recently, and I'm learning, is very true. In fact, um, in that same breath, acknowledging that they were fighting, so I'm now learning about the things that they were fighting at the time that I didn't know about, and so acknowledging that like they fought the way that they did. Um, is something I'll never take for granted, and it's not something I'm ever going to be shy about speaking about because it's very true. Um, so that's the first thing um, that I appreciate my parents for, and I hope that they, I hope that they know that now. Um, another thing that I appreciate my parents for is never missing an opportunity to feel joy, you know? Um, my parents always, or at least for the, yeah, for the most part, they really promoted feeling of joy, the importance of just feeling joy and creating as many joyful moments for us as they possibly could, especially through the things that they were going through as individuals and as a couple and as we were as a family. Um, I, I, I very strongly remember constantly laughing and constantly just, you know, being happy, the happiest we could, um, despite the trials that we were facing. Some of my best laughs were with my parents when they were together and apart. Um, and that's just really, that's a really cool memory. That's a really cool experience to have had. There are very few people in this world who, well, let me rather say, there are a lot of people in this world who don't know what that's like to simply laugh with their parents. Um, and so I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for the joy that was in our home when it was there, you know? I'm grateful for the joyful experiences that we had, no matter how many they were. Um, it doesn't take much or knowing me very long to know that I am pretty much always very happy and always smiling and just very joyful. I think that's a personality trait and a characteristic, yes, but I also think it's because it's it's because I was exposed to it. And so I value it so much. And I don't think that's bad at all. Um, and I hope that other people can acknowledge, no matter what your relationships with your parents look like right now, um, no matter what you've been through and no matter where you are now with your parents, I just hope that there are times that you can truly reflect on um, where there was joy among all of you. Family is easily the most complicated yeah, thing. Um, family relationships are easily the most complicated ones to navigate. And so to take a moment to be grateful for the joy that was felt when it was felt is important because it's definitely going to carry you through the reflection of the times that weren't so positive and weren't and perhaps traumatic. Um, not to justify them, not at all, but to just at least have a space where your heart can reflect and return to a period, uh, uh, thoughts of happiness and thoughts of joy. 
while working through, you know, grieving through um, past child. The third thing, which is <laughs> maybe a little bit more, uh, well, a little bit less intimate, is getting me a bank account at the age of 10 years old. My mother specifically, I appreciate her for this the most. Um, my mother has taught me how to budget. My mom was, is probably the, the, the best at budgeting, the best at budgeting. I remember my mom had so many black books that were just, it was just math, you know? with every salary that she pretty almost every salary that she had no matter how much she was earning at the time no matter how financially um comfortable we were or were not my mom was always budgeting and i am so grateful for her instilling that in me that practice in me because i do the exact same thing and while i'm not rich um i value very much just acknowledging and making sure that I'm savvy with my finances and I'm savvy with what my plan is, especially when I have goals to to achieve. And so muchas gracias to my mom um, for helping me with that and <laughs> for just making that such an important um, life practice, you know, to hold. Um, I got my first, I remember getting my first bank card and it was probably the last birthday party I had. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it was at least the last family birthday party that I had was when I turned 10. And my sister was turning 13. And we each got bank cards, our very first bank cards. I think they were with, we were probably with Nedbank, which is a, back, a bank from back home. And initially it was just like, that's when we started to get um, an allowance. And so that's where all our money would go. And from then, I really started to think about where my money was gonna go. I, I really started to be more mi be mindful of, you know, saving money and what I want to spend my money on, what I want to invest my money in. Um, so that was cool. That was cool. I really appreciate that. Um, the Another thing, that I appreciate very much, and this is a point to my dad. Um, I'm so incredibly grateful for how he emphasized the value of knowledge and learning. I am in love with learning. I'm in love with learning. I love to learn. I think that knowledge is the most, the greatest power that you could ever have. And my dad has always reminded me and always, you know, spoke to us, to us about the fact that, like, if you know what you know, nobody can strip you of anything. If you have information, if you have knowledge, and if you are perpetually learning, then, you know, you're, you're, you can only be powerful with that and because you, you, you use that knowledge to navigate the world. You lose that knowledge to ensure that you become the best possible version of yourself you use that knowledge to problem solve you, you use that knowledge to create you use that knowledge to innovate you know so my dad was always very very big on just learning um he didn't really press, press us in school like i personally was never academically pressed by my father 
um, which I know is an experience that many people actually do have and that can be very difficult, but I'm grateful that I didn't. Um, but he never, he never, you know, neglected to try to teach us and try to inform us of things that he knew, um, things about the world. And so like this, this love and for knowledge and this thrill for knowledge and this unending and unwavering curiosity, I think I definitely got from my father. And I'm very grateful for that because I do feel like the more I know, the more I can question and I love to question. I love research. I love, I love figuring things out. I love knowing why I did choose psychology for a reason. So, you know, and with psychology, there's never an opportunity not to learn. So I'm grateful. I'm very grateful to my father for that. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to forget, uh, the Sundays where we would spend um, trying to solve the weakest link at the back of the newspaper or the yeah at the back of the magazine that came with the Sunday Times newspaper we would spend hours <laughs> hours and hours trying to solve the weakest link um, and then trying to unpack things that we weren't perhaps weren't familiar to us um, having used the weakest link and the answers and the questions that we were um, engaging with as a foundation for just what propelled this more questions, more questions and more questions about different topics and then then researching them and looking them up and then, you know, wanting to die, some, sometimes dive into, you know, some of these topics and learn more, you know, so there's just, there's just this passion for digging, there's this passion for information, there's this passion for knowledge that I have that I'm incredibly you know grateful to my dad for instilling in me and in essence sharing with me because I think that I can I mean I, can, I don't think that I know that that set a found the foundation for what made our relationship so healthy for the most of my life um, you know, there was a point in time where I considered my father my best, one of my best friends. And so I definitely think that having that in common and having that um, be such an important thing for the both of us and where we found such entertainment too, um, definitely set a foundation for what drew us together and what made us, I guess, so close in that time of my life. And I was pretty young. Um, I remember at some point in my life this was i think it was in fifth grade and my friend who was actually quite close to and i was really fond of at the time i met her parents they were um they lived close to the school excuse me and always um picked her up and so i met them um shortly before like starting to go over to a house and spend time over there and after the first or second time that they had met me, um, mind you, it was just brief conversation at, in like aftercare when they picked her up. And <laughs> um, there was one day in aftercare where she, my friend, she told me that my, her parents think that I'm too big for my boots. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so they had said to her that their opinion of me is that I'm too big for my boots. Mind you, I was 11 years old. 
And I've always been, I've always been very outspoken. I've always been very extroverted. I've always been very opinionated. I've always been very vocal, um, very loud and very confident in myself. Um, and so very boisterous. It's always been me. Um, and I think I know now that that was an intimidating thing to them because they're, she wasn't like that. Um, and so I guess they have this weird complex about like jealousy in some way. I don't know. But I remember going home to my mom and saying like, this person's parents said that I'm too big for my boots. And I don't know what that means. And in essence, when you say someone is too big for their boots, um, or when someone says that you're too big for your boots, it means that you're cocky and that you're arrogant and that you seem to be a know-it-all to some degree. And so that's what I was being accused of being. <laughs> and I laugh now because I'm just like, I don't see how they thought that after having spent like, in essence, in totality, two hours with me um, or less than that. But they felt very strongly about this opinion. And I said to my mom, why would that be? And my mom just basically just told me, like, you're just very excited and you're very chatty and you are very extroverted and you're very outgoing. And so some people might find that too much to handle or they might find that intimidating because they're insecure. Um, and so case in point to what I'm rounding up to is that I'm grateful to my mom for in essence being the catalyst to my very solid self-assurance I think I should say I don't recall a time where I was ever insecure about something or anything in my life which is an interesting thing to navigate and I, I try to unpack that every now and then but and I don't say that out of vanity um, but I just say that it's because it's true. But I do think my mom was the catalyst to my just very bold self-assurance um, or to acknowledging that I, I should be self-assured. And, you know, um, she very quickly burnt in the notion that I am who I am and that's a beautiful thing I should, and I shouldn't feel the need to be less and I've had that engraved in me since then if it was lacking before at least it was certainly ingrained in that moment and I'm grateful for that because I've always been very confident I've always been very self-assured um, not because I think I'm flawless Jesus Christ no um, I'm definitely not without flaws and I would never for a moment believe that because I think that would be incredibly senile and naive. But I do say that to say I've been very sure of who I am. I've always been very sure of who I am. I'm very solid in how I present myself and the comfort in how I present myself and the current comfort in how I behave and the things that I say and the things that I love and the things that I'm passionate about and the ways in which I think, especially the way in which I think, because it's usually been very, very different to how other people think. And I've always just been very comfortable with, with just the individual that I am. And my mom was definitely the, the fire that ignited that flame. And I'm very grateful to her for that. 
because it's just it's just permeated and grown and just been such something that's such a that makes me such a light or you know just adds a little bit more brightness to my light and I'm grateful for that because that just can't be a bad thing um so namaste to my mom for that um I am grateful to my parents for I'm incredibly, incredibly, incredibly grateful to my parents for fighting so hard to ensure that I got the best possible education. My sister and I went to a private school from very young and were able to graduate in private in the same private school that we grew up in and then go on to go into private school, private varsity, um, or private college, private university. And as I said much earlier in the episode, we weren't always financially comfortable. We weren't always middle class, I guess, or upper middle class or whatever you wanna, whatever category we kind of fell in at the time. And so, there were times where it was it, it was very difficult for them to keep us in the school that we were in because we couldn't always afford it. And I'm grateful for the way that they just fought, especially my mom, really just fought for me to stay there, stay, for both of us to stay there, um, and made whatever arrangements that they needed to make to ensure that our education, our wonderful, wonderful education that we got in that school was never compromised. Um, I I wouldn't be the academic I am now without that education. I I would not have had the opportunities that I had if I was not in that school. There are so many things that, as a black person, we, we were, mm, how do I phrase this? Given the way that black people have always been treated and the stereotypes that go with it, my sister and I were given opportunities that other black people or at least black people were not supposed to have according to what society had decided. And so I'm incredibly grateful for them fighting for me to stay in that school because I got the opposite. I got so many wonderful opportunities um, because I was in that school. I got to do so many wonderful things so many life-changing things because I was in that school and that's because my parents fought for me to be there and to stay there. I excelled and I didn't, well, I won't say I excelled academically, but I didn't do badly academically. I actually did quite well academically and I was very involved in culture. I was very involved in sports. I was, I was very involved in that school because I was passionate about the things I was involved in, A, and because I was given the opportunity to be there. I was given the opportunity to choose them. I was given the opportunity to be involved. And so I was. And the only reason I was given the opportunities to be involved in the things that I was involved in in school is because my parents fought for me to be there. And I can never 
I can never not be grateful for that. I could never not be grateful for the experiences that they allowed me to have growing up because they shaped some beautiful relationships, some lifelong relationships that I have in my life. And they shaped those opportunities, shaped the athlete that I am today. Those opportunities shaped the value that I have in music and in literature and in learning. And so one massive thank you to my parents for the education that they provided me with. I'm incredibly grateful for them, to them for that. Incredibly grateful, and I, before I cry. <laughs> um, I just hope that they know that. I hope that they know that because, especially now learning the battles that they have faced and are facing, um, well, no, their current battles on it is not necessarily relevant to the point I'm trying to make, but learning now the battles that they were facing at the time that I did not know about and empathizing for how difficult it must have been to keep me in that school, to keep my sister and I both in that school, despite those battles, I could not be grateful for the fight that they put in for that and to allow me that. So thank you very much. Um, so now I'm getting to the area. It's a little bit more deep and a little bit more ugly and a little bit more hurtful and painful, but necessary. Um, I turned a page because this is the very first time um, I've written notes on any of my episodes. I've never written notes. <laughs> never written notes I just I come with my own topic that I know I want to talk about and unpack and I just talk about it but um, I've been working through wanting to talk about this for some time and like I said earlier and so there are notes that I um, have written to ensure that I can communicate as much as I possibly can um, and to communicate what I am comfortable communicating um, while well, not diving into my entire life story. <laughs> but one of the things that I think we need to, the very first thing I wrote down when making a list of the things that we need to forgive our parents for is this. Um, we need to forgive our parents for not always having the answers. Especially because they grew up in a, such a different time to what we grew up in. And so they didn't have the resources that we, we had and have. Um, I think there are many times where, of course, it goes without saying, we looked to our parents for guidance and for answers and for clarity and understanding about things. And they, don't they didn't always understand. They didn't always know. They didn't always have answers to the questions that I had. And that's okay. Mind you, before I go even further, I don't say forgive because I imply that all of these things on these points are points in which I for which I begrudge my parents. Not at all. Um, I say that to say, just because I want to acknowledge 
these things and what I feel we need to forgive our parents for. I haven't necessarily been angry about each and every one of these things. I haven't necessarily been hurt about each and every one of these things, but I do. They have come up. Um, and I just reflect on what I've needed from them in my lifetime and what I haven't always received. And so it's coming from that point of just like, we're just acknowledging things and letting, letting them go, you know, just unpacking them and letting them be and leaving them to the universe to take on. Um, so really that's what this is about, is just letting go, make, take, making points, acknowledging things and letting go. So that's, when I, that's what I mean when I say forgive, okay? Cool. So first thing I wanted to say when it comes to forgiving our parents, is like, don't, our parents didn't always, don't always have the answers. My parents did not always know and you know have information about the things that I asked. They didn't always know what was going to happen in situations where I would inquire what happens next, what what are we gonna do now, what's going to happen now, whether it was about me, about our family, or about situations in the world, life. Our parents don't always have the answers, and we need to forgive them for that. Our parents didn't always have the answer or the answers and we need to forgive them for that it's it makes them human it's one of the things that makes them human and i know that they are for the most part super for most of us they're superheroes in our eyes for most of our lives and so of course we look to them for guidance and of course we look to them to to answer questions for us for things that we don't know and we look to them for clarity and understanding and about things that are even outside of their control they don't always have the answers and they didn't always have the answers because they didn't know and that's okay and i want them to know that that's okay because it brings them down to earth and it highlights the importance of acknowledging how imperfect they are as the human beings that they are and i want them to know that it's okay because it didn't make them any less reliable or trustworthy and i can only imagine and i also know given that i've worked with so many kids which means i've also worked with many parents i know a lot of parents struggle with 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 feeling inadequate when they don't have answers I've spoken to a lot of parents who have shared that when they don't know the answer to something, albeit that it might be because it has nothing to do with their lives or anything that they've been taught, um, they feel guilty. They feel somewhat inadequate because parents want to inform their children parents want to teach their children parents want their children to learn from them as much as they possibly can because that's mostly what many parents view as considering would con have them consider themselves successful parents good parents worthy parents the right parents you know so we ought to forgive our parents for not always having the answers because it's okay that they didn't. I feel that we need to forgive our parents for not always doing the right thing. And that's a, that's a tough one because when I say the right thing, we all know that we've had times in life where 
our parents have made decisions for us that we knew we wouldn't have made because we didn't feel that it was what's best for us or what we wanted but they made those decisions those decisions anyway because they are our parents and because who are we to battle against them and to say no and so I know the frustration that we've all felt having been in those situations but I do believe that we need to forgive our parents for not always knowing what the right thing to do was according to what we believed because for the most part all parents want to do is protect it may not come out that way we may not always see it that way we may not always receive it that way because situations are tough and our lens is a different lens through which we see life um, of course and so you know it's difficult to be a parent it's difficult to want to protect this this human being who you've brought into the world at any cost at any and all cost I say that like I'm a parent and I'm not but I have been a parental figure to parental figure to many 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 children because I've worked with children for most of my life and so I know what it's like to want to protect them from things that they may not know understand I'm not even a parent and I'm only 25 but it is true all parents want to do is love and protect and so when they said no in the times where we asked them for permission to do things and when we had such strong opinions about decisions that we wanted to make and they had to override them some of those decisions were protected they were protecting you from some some of those decisions and some of those and holding perhaps a particular kind of mindset and may not have been the right thing to do according to what we felt but they were trying to do the best that they could and so you know um i don't i can't really think back to a time where or specific times where that's been true in my life where i've really strongly felt that my parents have not made the, the best decision for me um or when it came to me but it is something that I've observed a lot in the times, like I said, in the times where I've worked with children and as a result work with parents. And I um, I empathize for both parties, you know. Um, I don't feel like they were, I only say that because, I also say that because I don't think that I really asked for anything or to do anything that warranted them overriding my decision making you know um for the most part especially when i was a teenager which is ironic but i feel like especially when i was a teacher teenager my parents kind of trusted my judgments on any on everything or most things and i think that's maybe because i was brought up well and because i was a pretty good person <laughs> um with sound decisions and I, my focus was on school my sole focus was on school and growing up the right way um and then being involved in the right thing so i think that's in part was just like my parents didn't need to be like no lele as much as you feel this way about this thing you can't do it no and i'm not talking about the like the parties and stuff no that's superficial things i got definitely got a lot of no's there but um i'm just talking about life decisions that would have impacted me at the time um but yeah 
we just also forgive our parents for not always doing the right thing to relative to what we feel um this next one is a difficult one and it's only really recently come up because i've learned about some of the traumatic things that my parents have been through and some of the traumatic more specifically some of the traumatic things that they were going through at the time where i may have felt slighted by them or during the times where i feel like they may have been absent or during the times where i feel like i wasn't heard um i recently and i want to say recently like in the last five years have really been learning things about them that they have been through that would easily make life difficult and would easily warrant them not being as present as maybe I would have liked them to be. Um, and I make specific reference to one thing. Um, and I know I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to cry. Um, and I think it's important for my parents to know this one specifically because um, I know now and acknowledge now why it is that they weren't present for me during this one particular thing that I experienced. Um, and it's important to me that they know that they are forgiven for not being present and that they are forgiving for forgiven for not having known. Um, so when I was little, I was eight. I was raped at school. And, you know, long story short, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell my sister. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody until I turned 16. And even then, the people that I told were my friends, my closest friends at the time. And then... I only really, I, I told my mom two years ago only, my father last year. And so naturally, as the parents that they are and the way that they love me, no matter the state of our relationships right now, one of the things that came up to them that hurt them the most is, the most is that they didn't know. And so they weren't able to be present for me during the time as I fought um, post-traumatic stress disorder and um, or started to fight or battle with post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, so, yeah, this came up as a, they obviously both felt incredibly difficult, difficult, incredibly, um, disappointed and hurt that they weren't able to be there for me at the time, um, and that they didn't know what happened. Um they felt that they had done wrong by me by not having been present during that time. And the one thing I told both of them, at least I think I, yeah, the one thing I told both of them is that I 
first of all, I chose not to tell them for, the, for my own personal reasons that I'm not going to dive into in this episode. But I made the decision not to tell them. They didn't make that decision for me. I made the judgment call. I chose not to speak about it. And so they cannot feel guilty for a decision that I made for myself. Um, and B, I didn't neglect to tell them because I didn't think that they were good enough parents. I don't know if I've communicated if I communicated this to them when I told them when we had the, the discussions about it and when I told them about it, but that is something that I need them to know now. And what is important for me to know, what is important to me that they know now is like, I didn't not tell them because I felt that they were bad parents but more so because I knew that they were working through an incredibly difficult time of their own. And so I don't, I didn't tell them out of empathy for that. Granted, I was very young and that was a very big and bold decision to have made at such a young age with such a level of empathy, especially for parents, but it is true. I chose not to tell them because they were going through an incredibly difficult time, which was only going to get worse a year later, lo and behold. And so, <laughs> um, I just say that to say that they were working through something so difficult at the time and so they could not have been at fault for not being present through a time I chose not to tell them about. Um, and I guess the point that I'm trying to draw this narrative to or this um, reflection to is that we ought to forgive our parents for grieving in the best way they knew, they knew how or in the best way that they know how. Um, my parents at the time that I was going through my sexual assault or had experienced my sexual assault were both grieving um, and that in my lifetime has never been easy for them I mean grief isn't easy for anybody but there have been many occasions, there have been many situations, there have been many circumstances where my parents have needed to grieve very openly and so have not been as present as they could have possibly been. And we just ought, they, they grieved in the best way that they knew how. They, mental health and was not a discussion at the time I was growing up, especially not the time that they were growing up. And so to seek mental health assistance and help was not something that was even a consideration for my parents and so they had to grieve a lot on their own while being parents you know and that is an unimaginable difficulty and i think that i know that it is very true for so many parents is that they become parents before they've given themselves the opportunity to grieve um or before they they have resources available then to them to help them grieve their own traumas and their own trials and their own tribulations and so we ought to forgive our parents for not being able or for grieving in the ways that they knew in the ways that they thought were best despite somewhat begrudging them for not having been as present for you as they could have been as what you not wanted them to be or what you might have needed them to be do i give them absolution for not being present no but that's also because I cannot play judge, jury or executioner either. And I'm not going to pretend that I can. 
and so I'm like I'm not God and so I can't decide what was a good enough reason not to be present and what was not but I just certainly don't hold it against him for not being present in the times where I made it, may have wanted them to be more present or needed them to be more present. They needed to grieve in the best way that they knew how. There are things that I am now grieving from, yes, because of them. There are things that I am now grieving now, yes, because of what I've had to fight through with them. Yes, this is a part of that. This reflection is a part of that process. And so I don't absolve them from the situations where I've been caused pain by them no but I just do want them to know and I do think that they deserve to be forgiven for those times because they were going through as human a time as I'm going through now um, and I think we all should try to do the same I think at some point at some point it's very important that you allow yourself a moment to reflect on your relationship with parents especially when in regards to times where you felt like they weren't as present as they should have been. Reflect on those times, work yourself through it, and then forgive them for it. And perhaps have a discussion with them about it. Forgiveness looks different for everybody. Forgiveness means something different to everybody. It's also not something that comes as easy to everybody. And so I'm not going to pretend like this is an easy put a coin in a bucket kind of situation. But I do think it's important because it's liberating for both yourself and for them. Um, because I can certainly tell you right now that you're all going through something, you're all grieving something, you're all working through your own health healing journeys, and so they might need that, and you might need it too. So just take a moment to reflect on that, if you can, if you're ready to, and when you're ready to. It's not easy. Um, it hurts. But it is absolutely necessary. Mm. <laughs> I think this is going to be an interesting one. I think this point that I'm going to make right now is going to be an interesting one. Because it's an idea or a reality that was brought up to me to acknowledge um, just before I immigrated. Um, someone very close to me said, you know, there's a point in time where your parents stop becoming your parents and they become your friends. And that, navigating that space is one of the most difficult things to do for most of us. And so the point that I'm about to make, another point of forgiveness for our parents is, not knowing how to be our friends. I say this to say, it's very obvious that at a certain point you don't need your parents anymore. You don't need money from them. You don't need a roof over your head from them. You don't need food from them. You don't need clothes from them. You don't need your basic necessities to make sure you stay alive from them anymore because you grow up, you, you end up being grown enough to start doing that all yourself and so you become your own dependent, right? Sure. And so, naturally that will then shift the relationship that you have with your parents case in point or another point i should have made is like you also stop needing their guidance to some degree and you stop needing their their input as much you don't need their 
opinions as much you don't need their guidance as much you don't need their in you don't need their advice as much as when you know you're growing up and you're a teenager and so naturally that will all those things changing and you not needing them for those things anymore or as much will naturally change your relationships with them and so in essence your parents do become your friends your parents become people who you regularly talk talk to they are they are people who you live separately from they are people who you experience your whole world. You start to experience your whole world kind of separate from, more and more separate from as time passes. As you build your own relationships, as you have your own work life, as you have your own social life, you redefine what that's what those spaces look like for you. Your professionalism kicks off, maybe you're a student. Um, you, you start to live your life very separately from them. And so they become people you regularly spend time with, you regularly talk to, uh, but who you live very much far apart from. And so they also become, it also becomes that you only need them so many times you only end up needing them perhaps for advice on certain things you don't need their permission for anything you don't always communicate with them you don't always see them you know they become they become your friends and that is definitely a more difficult experience for them than it is for us because it's, I mean, for us, it's all about independence. We all have our own lives. We're all very proud and happy to have our own lives. But for them, it's a very difficult space to navigate because they don't know how to be anything but your parents. They don't know how to be anything but your providers and relinquishing that control is very hard, I'm sure. And so we need to forgive them for not always knowing how to be our friends we need to forgive them for not always knowing when to take a step back we need to forgive them for not always knowing and understanding perhaps why you don't want to spend time with them and they need to you know start to understand and accept that you may not always need their advice or their guidance or their input or their opinion and you definitely don't need their permission, even with things that may scare them and intimidate them and for things that they have a very deep desire to want to guide you on. These are all the kind of the things that friends have to accept, you know? Um, and so your parents do become friends, your friends. And we've got to forgive them for not knowing how to do that. My poor parents, have had a lot to deal with when it comes to me at least i think so um i was not necessarily a problem no i wasn't a problem child at all um at least i don't think so but i've always been very independent very independent and even when i needed them i didn't need them you know and i also didn't want to need them i've never really been a homesick person and so when I traveled or when I was away with from home I was very much okay with being away from home and <laughs> very much okay with traveling and I've always been very stubborn and hard-headed because I choose to do things myself and I struggle to ask for help and I never ask for help even when I was very sick um, or would it take me being very sick to eventually get to the point of needing them and so you know my parents have very much had to without a doubt, deal with my strong independence. And that has been difficult for them to 
navigate i'm sure and i can tell because i've we've been through times where it's been very frustrating for them and they've been very open about how frustrating it is for them that i appear to not need them and so now being in a place where i really don't need them um from like a financial point of view or from like an advice point of view now that i'm really genuinely on my own and choosing to be on my own it's even more difficult for them because i'm so far away um from home and because i generally i mean i've spent pretty much my entire life up until three, three years ago being very private and not letting them really get to know me much or getting to know my trials specifically very much unless I was in the ER um, now they're having to deal with I guess the most the, 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 the most independent part of me and the most isolated part of me too and I can imagine that's very difficult for them. I empathize with them very much because it's not easy. And I know that it's not easy because they make it known that it's not easy. And because I understand that, you know, I'm their kid, you know, I'm, I'm their baby to them, you know, especially because I am the last born. But, you know, they will never not have a desire to protect me. They will never not have a desire to want to see me okay. They will never not have a desire to want to guide me through life. And I just don't always need it. I really don't. And I remember when I first moved here, there was a period in time where I had to tell my mom, like, I cannot talk to you every day. I live in an entirely new, different time zone. I am behind you in time. You know, I'm very many hours behind you. But outside of that, like, I cannot, I don't always have the energy to talk to you. And I'm, I'm building a life that's going to be huge and that is taking a lot of energy and it's taking a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and I don't always have time to talk and I don't always need to talk and I know that when I kind of pushed that out and and said that to my mom and told her that she was just like Ugh. you know just it was it was hard for her to hear because she had to understand that like I am quite literally living my own very separate life from her and from home and i need the space to do that and so i'm not going to always need her i'm not going to always want to talk to her and i'm not always going to have want to explain that either because i don't need to and i i don't i'm not i have no obligation to do so and then i also wasn't trying to be mean or doesn't mean that i didn't love her but it's just because i needed the space in the room to be the person that i was becoming and to invest in the things that i've always wanted to invest in and to learn the space that i'm choosing to now call home you know and so i forgive her for not for 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 not always getting it right when i needed her to just be a friend and a friend who understood that right now i can't talk and a friend who understood that right now i don't want to hang out and i don't want to be on the phone i don't want to catch up um and for not always needing to tell her what i'm going through because i don't always need the advice and i don't always need the guidance and i don't always need to tell um even if i live across the world and she doesn't get the luxury of seeing me seeing me every day but um yeah it's a tough one um it's also something i was kind of trying to explain to my father maybe a year ago 
Um, our relationship is complicated right now and it has been over the past five years. But oh, the conversation I was having with him must have been like a year ago or just a little over a year ago. Is that like, I don't necessarily need a dad. I don't necessarily need a father. Not in the way that daughters are protected by their fathers or guided by their fathers and seek a certain level of connection with their fathers. At least not everybody. I don't need a dad. I need a homie. I need a friend. I need a, I need a, someone to chat to when I need to chat and someone to hang out with when I need to hang out with. And I just need you to be like, we just need to be cool. You know, that's the extent to which I can provide a relationship. And that's the extent to which maybe I want a relationship and I wanted a relationship to at the time. Um, but I knew that, but he couldn't quite and doesn't quite get that because I believe that he loves me and I believe that he will always see me as his, you know, baby girl. And because he has a desire to know me, um, I think that's the most prominent desire for him now, right? Or at least lately. Um, or in this complicated period of time is to know me. And much like friends, not everybody gets to know, not all of them get to know you at the same pace or when they want to get to know you you will only let friends in at a certain pace at which you are comfortable and I think that is difficult for him to understand that given the nature of the past five years um, I can only give so much and I only want to receive so much um, and so you know, and I also don't need to be protected by him. I don't need him to guard me and, and shelter me that the way that he used to when I was younger. Um, and I don't have the same desires as I did when I was younger. You know, I don't have the, as much a desire to share as when I was younger. And I think that's going to be something that he's going to need to try to understand. And I hope that he does eventually understand. And maybe I can try to guide him to understand. Or maybe this will help. Um, but I can acknowledge that it's difficult. It would be naive and it would be actually unkind if I didn't take the time to empathize and acknowledge that and to, and to openly acknowledge it too. Um, <laughs> you're gonna hear you walking in. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, you have to close the door though because I can hear the TV. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that was my roommate. Way to change the energy. Anyway. Um, yeah. I think without kind of diving too deeply into the integrities of my life, like I said, it is just important to me to have reflected on this topic and to talk about this topic because it's been something that's on my heart and it's something I'm navigating currently. And I believe that and know that most of my friends and people that I know, I'm not necessarily close to, are navigating as well. Um, and so obviously another thing is just the importance of my parents understanding and knowing that they are forgiven for being imperfect. 
I think it's important for each and every one of us to try to give them that, at least that. Relationships are, with parents are complicated. I will not neglect to acknowledge that at all. My relationship with both my parents is very complicated, has been for a very long time. But I think it's important that they know that we, they are forgiven for doing the best that they can. And even when that didn't look right to us, I think that they believe to, they deserve to know that they are forgiven for not always getting it right. I think that they deserve to know that they are forgiven for being, for grieving in the best way they possibly could at the times that they did, given the trials that they were facing. I believe that they deserve to know that they are perfectly imperfect and that that is okay and that makes them the best pos possible parents that they could be. No, this doesn't apply to everybody because I understand that there have been traumatic relationships everywhere, all over the world, and it's not straightforward. Trust me, I get that. I am deep within that experience myself. They are not perfect. And doesn't mean that this from this point onwards, there isn't going to be some anger in me and some hurt in me and some disconnect in me when it comes to my parents. It's okay. I'm working through a lot. I'm working through it all. I'm reflecting on it all. I will learn a lot from them still. Um, and that's not necessarily maybe from learning from them, but more learning about them. And I'm not going to like everything that I learn. And I, there are things that I have learned that I don't like. But it does not take away the fact that I love them indescribably. And I will always be grateful for them. Because um, my life could have been very, very different without them. Um, and I, so I just hope that you're encouraged to do the same if you listen to this. Um, and feel free to share with me what your journey is with your parents. And feel free to share with me where you've been, where you're hoping to go, and where you are right now, and how you're navigating it. Um, parents, forgive yourselves for not being perfect. You can't always get it right. You can't always have the answers. You do deserve to grieve. You do deserve to breathe. You do deserve your props. You do deserve to know that you are human and you are allowed to be human. You are the best possible parents that you can be. You are trying your best. You are being acknowledged for trying for your best. You are being acknowledged for having tried your best. And I hope that your desire to be parents is something that continues no matter how long that we as children are alive. We love you, we appreciate you, we may not always need you, and that is okay. But you are not loved any less and you are not valued any less, and it's important that you as parents know that. Um, and I hope that your kids take a moment to let you know that, and to make you feel that way. Um, much like every episode, Kindness doesn't cost. I hope that everybody stays cool, calm, and collected. I hope that everybody who is working through trials right now is has got a, a support system that they can trust. Um, I'm always here if you need me. Feel free to reach out. Um, stay safe. Be mindful. Oh, almost forgot the quote of the day. <laughs> Let us see what the quote of the day shall be. Yeah, I'm just going to press something on my gallery and see what comes up. <laughs> 
Okay, quote of the day. We exist in moments and nothing more. Godspeed, kids.